Hello and welcome to the End-to-End Global Value Chain podcast series. In this series, we discuss industry insights from people working to find solutions that benefit the entire value chain. My name is Zoe Darwala, Communications Officer at the Consumer Goods Forum, and today I have the pleasure of welcoming Brian Cluster, Industry Strategy Director at Stevo Systems. Stevo Systems has been a member of the Consumer Goods Forum for many, many years. They have expertise in data management for CPGs and retail. So welcome, Brian. Good to have you on board. It's always a great day if I can spend time with CGM, so it's great to be here. So, Brian, you've been on the end-to-end value chain podcast several times now. So the first question I'd like to ask you is, what kind of insights, market trends have you been observing? Thank you for that question. Now, we're we're really seeing a lot of different things in regards to data. CPG companies are challenged to keep up with what some of the retailer demands are, and their systems are getting more complicated because they're sharing information in a broader way. The other key trend we're seeing is sustainability. I think 2022 really was a a big leap forward in sustainability. And many companies are looking to, to, you know, bring it more of that data together, but they're really challenged to do that in a systematic way. And I think I would just say to this is sustainability data really takes a traditional data management approach, just like any type of data that you're working with. You need to be able to create a single source of truth. You need to govern that data. You need to improve that data over time. And then as long as it gets approved by the organization, it needs to go out to your partners in a very systematic way. And so we are working with many companies to advise on this and to improve their master data across product, suppliers, and locations. These are the key areas where data, you know, for sustainability, the sustainability of the retailer locations, sustainability of products, and then the suppliers, all that comes together and allows companies to paint a better picture, to be truthful about, you know, what, where is sustainability for these different products and different services they offer. So from a market perspective, to recap, we're seeing a lot more on the integrating data for sustainability, simplifying the processes and working efficiently to compete in digital commerce, which means improving their success on the digital shelf. And speaking of the digital shelf, as that seems to be a topic that's very interesting for our members, very interesting for our listeners, as we have seen the shift moving from in stores to online shopping. Talk me through what this means from a consumer point of view and its importance for CPGs. And where does the DTC, direct-to-consumer, fit into this strategy? Yeah, thank you. Uh, In the past five years, and certainly in the last two, Consumers' orientation toward research and discovery of new and exciting products have changed dramatically. No longer is the grocery store the primary point of learning about new products. So from the consumer point of view, they've they've changed a lot of their shopping habits. They've increased the use of digital channels and the digital shelf is becoming the dominant source of information. But it's key to know what is that digital shelf before we get it too ahead of ourselves. And it's essentially the the channel online where consumers search, research, shop, and buy products online. So that has pretty much changed since, you know, 10, 15 years ago, where you just saw products in a thumbnail on a web page, because now it includes like mobile commerce, the direct-to-consumer commerce from the brands themselves. And you remember that the digital shelf is not always the same. It could change because depending on the device, you can have one image on a product 
or if you have a big screen on a desktop, you can have 50 images on a product. So the digital shelf really depends on the retailer and the type of device. But I think I would add a couple things to keep in mind that maturity of the different categories of uh, e-commerce for the consumer varies. So you may have um, a consumer that's like a pet owner. They're buying a lot of big bags of dog food online, but then you have another person buying olives and flour. That's pretty much still stuck, you know, in, still resides in groceries. So that varies can be 30% for pet foods or, you know, food and beverage. Some of these categories are single digits in terms of uh, e-commerce. But the other thing that I want to say is that because of that, the, the way that CPGs are working with direct-to-consumer, some of them have just like a summary of their brands. Some of them might have been doing direct-to-consumer e-commerce on their old websites for you know, five years. And it's really about where that consumer is in their purchase journey um, and you know, how involved they are online versus in-store. And the last point is that regardless of whatever category they're in, Consumers are still searching online. They may not buy online. So to, to be aware and be, be able to provide that data, that product data to the, uh, to the consumer is key for every CPG. No, that is true. And CPGs are often in different stages of, their, of the development of their own uh, digital shelf or digital commerce. And since consumer behaviors are often so volatile and they change with the changing times, what kind of challenges do you think that CPGs are facing with the digital shelf and expanding the digital touch points of digital commerce? Well, CPGs have been for decades very successful and very linear approach to business. So they're working with their big retail partners. They know exactly what to do, but now that, that's the physical world of, of, of commerce. Now they're moving to more of a flexible model where so they need to rethink their whole process. How does data work? So now instead of more focused on analytics only, they need to work on the improvement of operations with the ability to share information about their brands consistently across all the partners, whatever it is. It could be delivery partners, retail partners. It could be social media, it could be Facebook, Instagram. All those things need to be able to be part of their plan. And did you know that consumers are changing how they're looking at even these brands in the store? They did a research study from Walmart recently that 80% of consumers use their phone while shopping in the aisle. So not only are they people comparing, consumers are comparing you know, at home or on the go, but they're also in the store checking the, the information about competing brands or different prices across products. So, in many ways, consumers are way ahead of CPGs. So now they're trying to pivot to uh, become more digitally ready to meet those needs. And so what happened in the pandemic, they actually quickly successfully congratulate the, the CPGs. They've moved very quickly to address this, to get that information in the last mile. But you know what we're hearing from CPGs right now is now they need to go back and reorganize the data from the beginning and have a good foundation of data so they, they can uh, meet all these requirements of ongoing and be very agile in sharing this information. So what it seems is that customers are going to continue being digital and we live in the digital age, they're going to continue to use their phones while shopping. And there is an appetite for understanding a bit more about the product that they consume. So the digital shelf needs to reflect that. So looking into the future, 
How are CPGs thinking about the digital shelf and where does the SEO fit into all of this? So the digital shelf is a whole different set of calculations than the fiscal shelf. As you remember, you know, in the store, uh, it's all about total points of distribution, getting the pricing right, promotions, and winning the share shelf at that point of purchase. Now the digital shelf is a whole different set of elements. It's having the product available, having the right search position, having the content completeness with pictures and videos, making it engaging, and even having reviews. So it's all about being on the first page and being available for the consumer. So um, when they're thinking about the future of it, um, now they're thinking about more than just getting the products out on the digital shelf. It's more about um, consistently improving that digital shelf and then also thinking about the different digital channels where your products will be di digitally displayed. So in 20 2022 and beyond, CPGs are now balancing organic with paid SEO, testing to see what works better to drive awareness and first page placement. So page search can also yield a higher quality of potential customers. And now the big thing also in retail with their retail partners is as uh, digital marketing has changed, more retailers are doing their own digital retail media network. So that means that brands now are like looking at different retailers and see which ones would work better for the brand, which one will appeal and drive more sales. So the last part of the future is that data is continuing to grow. It's not going to be stable. It's not going to be like it is in 2022. Expect things to change. So CPGs need to build out agility with the right technology and people and process to ensure that they can reach all this data points in a very agile way. So they can reach, you know, the metaverses, the retail media networks, uh, the social media channels and their traditional retail partners effectively. Thank you for that, Brian. And of course, we can spend the whole day sitting over here talking about the digital shelf and what the future will look like. But we cannot talk about the future without talking about sustainability. And at the Consumer Goods Forum, we had a global summit this year in June. And a very promising theme was that we saw that retailers and manufacturers do have an overwhelming sense of commitment towards sustainability and the UN Sustainable Development Goals. So my question to you is, how does sustainability fit into the digital shelf and how CPGs need to think about their data from an end-to-end -end perspective? In other words, how can we combine sustainability and data for the future? Thank you for this. This is very exciting because we're seeing more CPGs and brands really get involved and get engaged and put commitments on, on, um, on the page, but actually take action. And really sustainability product attributes and supplier attributes are important to share with consumers because uh, consumers are becoming more purposeful in how they're shopping. They know what they how they purchase will make a difference in the world. So consumers are evolving and they're adding more checkboxes to their purchase criteria set. So what was important is such as fair trade or recyclable packaging two years ago is now kind of like table stakes. And now they're evolving into looking at, um, is that product package reusable? Um, is the product itself reusable? What is the carbon footprint? And do you have proof of all this? Is there certifications or labels that prove this? And sustainability adds more complexity to also already a very data intensive situation in CPG. From, from my perspective, much, much of the sustain, sustainability data is similar to master data. 
And it's important to integrate this sustainability to have one source of truth in your organization that you can share out to your channel. And then you can take that and use it to build more business practices, better data models to reach the consumer. The type of data for sustainability will likely require CPGs to take a deeper view of the suppliers. So going deeper into the supply chain to get the proof that the, these are actually true statements about the sustainability of the products. And in addition, you know, getting the sustainability data right is very important, uh, not only for the consumer, but for financial reasons for CPGs, because all of them, as they make commitments, they're gonna have to report on the sustainability in more of a financial reporting point of view. And so they're gonna have data that they need to gather and then prove that information to uh, meet the requirements of you know, where they are geographically or within their industry. And having a single source of connected sustainable data allows companies to map their data to the different reporting requirements out there and reduces the complexity of doing all that work, which makes it more efficient for them to run their business. It's all very exciting. Thank you for that, Brian. It is indeed very exciting. So if I could sum up, the information is there. Companies do have the data that they need to see where they stand on the scale of sustainability. They need to identify their various benchmarks, their goals. So the data is there. It's just about how to extract it and how to use it. Do you have any best practices for companies that are just about getting into actually doing their reporting and understanding a bit more about sustainability and how to measure it. So I think the best practice is really starting with a strategy. And you know what we've seen with sustainability leaders and data leaders, they're not always on the same page. You know, sustainability are, you know, leaders are very passionate about moving their business to be more sustainable, but they really need to work together in the beginning to, to work with their data partners, like the chief data officer and the chief sustainability officer need to work hand in hand and build out a plan on what they're gonna do from a sustainable data perspective. And it's it's like a, a, a lot to chew on, a lot to work on, but building out like some specific goals and one of your outcomes that you're gonna reach is really key to start and build out a long-term plan that where the data management can align with the sustainability goals is really the key for success. Thank you for that, Brian. I think we've run out of time. I would like to thank the listeners for also joining us today. And if you'd like to know a bit more about our work, don't hesitate to visit our website, www.consumergoodsforum.com. Thank you and goodbye.